0: Hello you lovely lot, I'm Josh, host of Who Knew, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm just nipping in before this week's episode to give you two pieces of very exciting news. Number one, we are now on Patreon, so you can support the podcast however you can and you'll get loads of lovely goodies in return. There's three tiers. Tier one is Nuvian. For £2 a month, you'll get your name in the credits of every single Who Knew episode and video because there's gonna be other stuff coming to the channel very soon, which I'll announce later on. And on top of that, you'll get early access to podcasts and videos when I can provide it. In tier two, you're a DVD collector. So for four pounds a month, you get all of that stuff, but you also get access to the Who Knew Discord server, where I'll be dropping early podcast guest announcements, behind the scenes stuff, exclusive content, and you'll just get to chat to other patrons about Doctor Who and I'll be in there as well if you want to ask me anything but God knows why you would. And not only that, you'll get 5% off all items at the Who New merch store. And tier three, you're a corridor of famer. For six pounds a month, you get all of that other good stuff but also you get the chance to record yourself asking a question for one of our guests for the bloody Twitter section and I'll stick it in the podcast and you'll be in there and you'll be immortalised in bloody Twitter forever. Um, And if you don't want to do that, you'll just get a guaranteed question that you can ask a guest and you'll get one of them every single series. On top of that, the discount for the Who New merch store is boosted up in that final tier to 15%. So if you want to support the podcast obviously there is absolutely no obligation and all of the episodes of Who Knew and all of the videos that I'm planning will go on here on the YouTube or on Spotify for free. You can still get all of that. This is just a little bonus thing if you want to support the podcast because it really really helps me out. And you may have heard me mention there the Who Knew merch store. You may ask Josh, since when did Who Knew have a merch store? Since right bloody now we do. Hopefully if my editing skills are up to scratch, you'll see a lovely selection of t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, even a little Who Knew sticker in a variety of different colours that you can purchase for yourself, your friends, your family, your dog, your nan, whoever you want. I don't care. So not only can you support the podcast on Patreon, you can get a little discount over there, head over to the Who Knew merch store, and you can rep us in public as well you can plug the pod in person so links to the patreon and the merch store are in the description down below you'll also find them on my twitters and all of my socials and as i said thank you so much for all of your support so far there is absolutely no obligation to do any of this like i said all of this stuff is still going to be free it's still going to be out there I just really want to push this thing to to bigger and better places and this would really really help me keep the lights on so big love and enjoy the episode Hello and welcome to Who Knew, a Doctor Who podcast. I am your host, as always, Josh Carr. And with me today, of course, I've got another fantastic guest, as I usually do. And we've got the one and only queen of the cult movies, the hostess with the most s. It's Bunny Galore. How are you?
1: Ah, oh, hi, Josh. Look at you catch me with a stitch of makeup on. <laughs> I'm just relaxing at home, you know, like I normally do, dress like this. Oh, oh yes.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, y- you all know what we're here for. Um, we're here to talk about Doctor Who, which is a funny little show that we all we all know and love. And here we like to sit down and chat with with wonderful people like Bunny, and discuss the the ins, the outs, the, the the everything's about Doctor Who. So, speaking of ins, how did you get into Doctor Who? How did you become a Doctor Who
1: fan? Well, Josh, isn't it strange to start with that in 20, we're in twenty twenty one still at the moment? Um, isn't that crazy? that we're talking about a TV show that's still relevant in 2021. Because yeah. most of us, when we came to the show, unless you're very, very new or you're very young, it, 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 I, we never dreamed in our wildest dreams that the show would still be on air at this point, let alone uh, be the, the global uh, institution that it is. It's so strange, mm. isn't it? So I'm a, a lady of a certain age and I... <laughs> So, but uh, the, the, I'm glad I'm that age because I started watching in 1974 um, with mm. Tom Baker. I became the Doctor. Right. So I was I was right. I, I was you know I was about four years old at the time. So I, I'm the perfect age for that whole Tom Baker golden era. Um, that you know I'm sure a, a lot of people were. But it it just completely you know <laughs> cooked me from there. I've worked out lately I think the first episode I saw though Mm. was the repeat of Planet of the Spiders they showed uh, I think the day I think it's the day before episode one of Robot went out
0: right because I
1: have these hazy memories of John Pertwee and I I, and it's only lately that because I was thinking well that's like a whole year beforehand why would I remember that Planet of the Spiders because Mm. I would have been very very small and obviously, not you know, there's no repeats, this is the live version. And I and lately I found out the repeated Plant of the Spiders the day before robot. And I think that's nice. why I obviously seen that, seen the regeneration. And robot was is still so important to me because in my head, the the whole Tom Baker title sequence of the tunnel, I used to cause a child going down the giant robot's arm, like you're inside the arm, because it's metal and it's round. Yeah. yeah. So it showed, but by that it shows how much I, I, I remembered that story and how much I was involved in that story. So yes, it was literally Tom Baker. I don't think I became a real what I'd call a real fan until the Keys mm. Time season in seventy eight. That was the that was the first time I remember tuning in, not as a viewer, but like the show as a you know, hook, line and singer. Yeah. I-
0: well, by those, by my if, if my maths is correct, that would make you what around about eight, nine, eight or nine years old when that came out. Yes, or? yeah, I was so It's always the prime age. Every, everyone prime that I speak yeah. to, yeah. yeah, it's always eight or nine. I was eight or nine when I got into Doctor Who. Um, but yeah, robot. Uh, how, is a,
1: what's your secret number? What, when would you come into it?
0: Well, I, I'm a, I'm a I'm a 2005 baby. I'm a oh
1: wow, okay. Well, that's yeah. magical I'm so jealous of anybody that experienced the new show as kids I mean yeah. to have David Tennant as your doctor as a kid is like my how amazing would that be
0: oh it was it was incredible it was it was the it was absolutely because I mean like, I think I spoke in episode one with with Clever Dick Films about uh you know sort of like the the peak time of around about that, that second half of Series 4 in 2008, oh. where everyone was just talking about Doctor Who constantly. I'd go to school and everyone in the playground would talk about it and then you'd get into lessons and oh. your teachers would be talking about it and then all of the parents would be talking about it in the playground. Like It was the biggest thing on TV. Um, so, I mean, you, I mean, Doctor Who at the, at the point you joined in, it's probably one of its other
1: peaks. Um... Well, yeah, funny you should say that, because it is. I never thought in a million years you'd ever get to the the heights of the late 70s again. Mm. Not that at the time you, you, you were just watching it as a, as a something you loved. It wasn't like you were thinking like that. But obviously because of the decline in the 80s and then in the 90s, looking back, you kind of go, oh, it's never going to get to that um, height ever, ever. I think that would be impossible. So when um, the revival happened, and um, particularly when David Denner took over, you just was like, this is witchcraft. What on earth is happening? And it was so wonderful. I still remember going in. I I think I remember going to the Brighton exhibition, which happened midway through season one, series Mm -hmm. one. And, um, and then I went back, I think, at the end of it. And the fact that you saw parents bringing their kids in, I still remember being in a bookshop somewhere in London and a child going past me and picking up a Doctor Who book or a toy or something. And I was just like, I never thought I'd see that again. Because up to like 2005, you, you thought it was, yes, it's a cult show and that it will have longevity because of that, but it will never become the family show again. It will never become that. It will always be the fondly remembered show. So mm-hmm. it's just mind blowing, and the end of, of season series four. Sorry, see, series four is of the revival is probably my my favorite. Funny enough, yeah.
0: Oh, well, it's 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 definitely up there for me. I'm doing a big rewatch at the minute, and um, I've, like, a couple of weeks ago I finished series four, and oh my god, it's, it's so fun. It's it's just oh, um, I, I've been doing like, I've been doing little reviews on Twitter and. Everyone's been mocking me, rightfully, for the uh, ridiculous number of 10 out of 10s that I've been dishing out during during David's era. But But I I gave like like five, 10 out of 10s in that series. They're all all just perfect stories. Um, There's one little word that you said in there that I want to pick out. Sure. um, And it's cult. Because as I mentioned before, you... On, on your very own TV show, which is a very cool thing to say, you state yourself as the queen of the cult movies. So what, is, is there a link in, in your mind to, obviously everyone always refers to the, the sort of cult nature of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. obviously you have this, this love for cult movies as well. Do you think they're, they're sort of intertwined in a, in a way? Do you think Doctor Who has sort of led you into cult movies, or vice versa?
1: Yeah, I I think so. Um, although uh, when I, but when I fell in love with Doctor Who, it was it was a very mainstream as yeah. it was in the, in the noughties. I mean, it still is really. It's not. It, it's it hasn't really gone back to being cult because it still is a mainstream program. Yeah. Whatever whatever you think of the current sort of production, it, it, it is it's still very much. Now it's, it's happening now, so it only really becomes cult when it goes off air really, and stops becoming uh, every day. Having said that, uh, I, 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 Doctor Who is always called a cult, and, I, and it's like calling Buffy a cult. And I think that well, that's wrong because that's that's Buffy's still really re- relevant. But then Buffy's now twenty years old, and it's like, oh hmm. my gosh, that's so long ago now. To, so I think maybe my my view of it is skewed, but possibly because of all the. Um, mid-70s Philip Hinchcliffe Hammer stuff. Uh, I started getting into the Hammer horrors uh, movies that were being shown on BBC Two. What I was watching those at that age, I don't know, uh, Mm -hmm. for in the 70s, because I was still quite young. Uh, And then I think also kids TV in the late 70s was like a hammer horror movie, but without the sex and the blood, like at Mm. five o'clock in the afternoon, you'd have Children of the Stones or something like that, which is utterly terrifying now, let alone um, when you're younger. So um, I think that led to it. the the things that changed. I think when I became a teenager, they they did two series, uh, one on BBC Three, sorry, BBC Two, BBC. Um, BBC Two of all the universal horror movies uh, with the show, the back to back two episodes, two films a week on BBC Two. So you had Frankenstein and Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Dracula, all the sequels. That happened in 84. And also in 84, there was a series on Channel 4 called The Worst of Hollywood, which showed... Plan Nine from Outer Space, Robot Monster, uh, The Wild Women of Wongo, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Basically all the films that like 30 years later I'd end up posting, but I I fell in, it was the first time I'd seen a bad movie as in bad acting. And it was kind of, it feels quite raw and it feels quite... um, uh, much more visceral than a, than a good movie in a way of that movie, and I think in the mid eighties I was kind of rebelling against like mainstream heteronormative cinema, yeah. <laughs> and kind of want you know to put a like glossier word on it. I was kind of rebelling against Top Gun and Dirty Dancing and you know, there's films that I do like now, but at the time it was a little bit like America was very saccharine, uh, really taking over cinema in UK, and it was all a little bit too glossy and a bit too. Uh, not English and I yeah. think I craved something m- m- um, more raw and alternative uh, and if I'm really honest it's kind of it's it's like it's kind of the gay thing as well because you kind of end up uh, c- going away from the mainstream and finding things that are, are unloved and and, uh, and you end up lifting them up because of their camp and city values mm. um, no about how you know, they can be really good things but usually it's because they've got an element of uh, they've been unloved and they've been kind of forgotten about. So you know, Baby Jane, uh, you know Joan Crawford and Betty Davis and Baby Jane, uh, which was a big hit in its day, a huge hit in its day, but become you know sort of forgotten about. Or Mummy Dearest, you know, Faye Dunaway got dreadful reviews to play Joan Crawford and Mummy Dearest, but you know that becomes a cult classic because it's people see it in different ways and get a kick out of it in some ways. Yeah. So it, it, I think it's that. Um, well, I never thought it would come. I would be doing it like. All these years later, that i will be hosting the movies that I loved as a teenager, I never thought that would happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, how, how did how did that happen? How did that come about? Because it's um, I've I've seen some uh, I've I've seen some episodes, and it's brilliant. I, I absolutely <laughs> love watching it. Um, it's
1: it is more about the movie. I, I'm I'm kind of hosting, uh, so it's a tradition from America. Mm. that uh, a, uh, you would have that started in the 1950s with a lady called Vampyra. And she was sitting there in a very slinky black dress, like Morticia Adams from The Adams Family, and go, I mean, she'd be very, you know, I want to drink blood, but I'm going to watch this movie. And it was very, it lasted a year but in in the LA circuit, um, uh, but different people did it all around the country. So every, because they had what you'd call local TV, which we don't really have here. But I think the closest we used to have is the the sixties and seventies, ITV would have its local stations, but it wasn't quite as maverick as I think is in America. So every city would have its own horror host or big big city would have its own horror host. It would usually would be the weatherman putting on a you know a dracula cape and a bit of makeup and introducing the late night horror movie on a friday night right but i think they used to repeat them on the saturday mornings for kids why i don't know <laughs> um so um but that, therefore the kids loved it as well so they all became these little pockets of people would have like that you would have your own doctor who you have your own horror host in america um, and then more famously, Elvira came along in 1981. So she's celebrating her 40th anniversary this year. And uh, she became the first crossover to mainstream pop culture, mainly because she's very funny, but also I think she's got a killer cleavage. And, you know, a very 80s sexy image uh, that, you know, she's one of the big black beehive and the very low dress. Yeah. So that's, so they kind of rejigged the, the vampire, character long story, but they for copyright reasons, they couldn't use the word vampire. Good for her. And um, uh, I interviewed her once on stage and she, I, I got to, to tell the story that um, they she and rolling in 20 minutes, episode one. We haven't got a name yet. Uh, a can with name, all the crew put names in a can and she pulled out um, Elvira and she thought it was an awful name, but they had to go. And five, four, three, two, go. And it's, it's, uh, thank goodness they changed it because obviously she now owns the copyright to that name, and otherwise, if it yeah. was Vampire, she would have been caught to that. So yeah. uh, she did a revival of that show in 2010, and I saw the revival of the show, and I went, "Oh, that's clever." Uh, I've been doing a YouTube show where it was quite a big ensemble cast of soap opera based on mm-hmm. Crossroads, and um, and I was looking for something a bit simpler where I could just sit in a chair like this and <laughs> um, and talk to the camera, basically. So it's a bit like Jack and Nori, but you're introducing the film, so you're being funny and silly. But you're talking but mainly it's the movie but you introduce it's like watching the film with a friend but this is before dvd commentaries and before you know yeah. sort of live streaming it was like that and then um, i did it on youtube and then i i found a channel in the uk that was showing those movies and i pitched the show to them so it's been going I, I would have been doing it 10 years next may
0: wow wow that is i mean it's it's, a, it's such a cool concept i, I really love it and um, I, I mean, personally, I, lo- I love the moments where we deviate away from Doctor Who slightly. Um, for but sure, but I, it all kind I of always, feeds into that. Yeah, I, f- I you feel know, like I'm, g- I'm going to bring it back slightly.
1: Of course, yes. And I'm
0: going to pose a fun question. Yes. If you had to host a, a similar sort of show, um, but you had to host an episode of Doctor Who for, oh. for, for real sort of hammer yes. horror esque, like g- greatness, what what would you pick? Obviously, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin your DVD collection choice. If this is, if it is a bit, if I'm a- going a little bit too soon for it, but if, oh no, if no yours no, is no, different. No,
1: no. Okay, what what would what I would have? Well, do you remember they did this on the horror channel a few years ago? Hmm. Um, they would, they, and they had um, Emily uh, did it. She was. Um, uh, she she introduced the episodes. I think she's she's kind. Of, I think she's quite heavily pregnant at the time. She's kind of wearing a dodo chaplain sort of black and white smocks, like sixties hair thing going on. Because I think she's kind of only shot from above here because she's quite heavily <laughs> pregnant. I think I could. But she was she was telling me that. I think maybe I've imagined it, uh, but she did a lot of the intros uh, for the various episodes they showed on the horror channel back then. That's before Brink. I'd say it's probably about around 2012 2013 i think that happened I yeah think, around the time of the a- the 50th i think yeah. I could be wrong. um so yeah that was so jealous of that i was like oh my <laughs> goodness that's a great job you know i'd love to introduce the doctor or buffy or anything like that um, um i think if i was doing um in a horror way i'd like to do uh, the seeds of doom or um horror fang rock that type of era that kind of um yeah sort of uh, mid tom baker era i think yeah. those fang, sort of fang rock was the the
0: first one that popped into my head yeah definitely and you may down the do. horror route but yes definitely but i
1: do a few sci-fi ones but not many um yeah. i have done a few but like uh films i guess so um but i think that would lend itself uh, really well Horror of Fang Rock and yeah. I love that I mean I, I love that story I can still yeah it's a, it's a great story isn't it yes, I think I've just chosen the two stories that kind of scared me as a kid there was really? about three not much scared me because I was kind of into the special effects of stuff and how it worked quite early but uh Horror of Fang Rock is it's the shot with the rootin uh, on the beach the gr- the green yeah. um, block, like it's a it's like a shot down onto the beach that freaked me out uh and Genesis, Davros's first reveal, I can vividly remember the very first shot of Davros in whatever that was, 75. Um, mm. That was quite scary because you kind of just see him with the hand going and like the lights and the chair is illuminating him. Yeah. Um, that's And the worst, the only thing I've been really like jump scared of is the reveal of uh, the crinoid in Seeds of Doom where it's he, he's like, the guy's sick in bed and he's kind of, human with makeup on and then the the butt that comes in goes oh here's your tea and it's an actual well an axon painted green going oh coming out that maybe and it's not even the end of an episode it's mid episode four or five or something ridiculous it's like not even the end of you know a full Doctor Who end episode moment it's just just, that's just midway that's how scary Seeds of Doom is
0: yeah well that yeah when I think about it yeah I, I love Seeds of Doom And obviously, I just want to mention very briefly, um, obviously, John Chalice has has sadly just passed away, Um, the wonderful um, Scorby, uh, as we're recording this. And it's probably a few weeks ago by this point. Um, One of my uh, favourite human villain characters in Doctor Who. So good. So, so good. Um, So obviously... Just wanted to pay my respects there.
1: Yeah, no amazing. Yeah. It's one of all those artists. Um, isn't it funny? A lot of people I just knew from Doctor Who, and for years later, I kind of just know them for those roles, even though they might yeah. have, you know, done so many other things. It's, I always think of them as from the show. It's uh, it's weird, isn't it? And I think I, I guess that probably still happens to people now, the kids yeah. now that watch it, they probably just know the actors because of the actors, you know, and they might yeah, be whoever, but, but it's funny, isn't it's, it?
0: It's a, it's a weird little skill that I've always had, and I think it stems from Doctor Who, is that I just recognise so many actors, and most of the time it is from Doctor Who, and I think my, my girlfriend oh. would, would love to throttle me every single time I go, they're in Doctor Who, they're in Doctor Who, they're in Doctor Who, that extra there, they were in Doctor Who. I do, I, I'm constantly just pointing out people in, in TV shows that, that are in Doctor Who. I think everyone does that. I think everybody does that. I know, is, it's so
1: scary. Yeah. I literally did it a few days ago with, oh gosh, what's her name? It's the actress that plays the sisterhood of Khan in the new series. Yes. Um, yeah. With her, we, I was watching something. and we, would, we were, My old flatmate was suddenly going, oh, um, what she found? I went, ah, ah sisterhood of Khan. It's, and right. I can't remember the character's name. And it's funny, you just I think, oh my God, I'm even doing it with the modern show now. It's yeah. like, she's done lots of other things, but yeah. it's just what well, you looking for.
0: Yeah. If you, if you can't remember what someone, something like, if, if you see someone in a TV show and you can't remember what they're from, it's probably Doctor Who because everyone's been in Doctor Who. Um, so I, I, another thing that I want to touch on, um, just, it's, it's something that surprisingly hasn't really come up on the podcast yet. And I know you've, been quite closely involved with it is time fracture Mm. which is a very very exciting thing I think there was there was a bit of time when when the podcast was was kicking off I think the reason why it wasn't really mentioned much on on my show is that we didn't really know what it was yet and now it's (laughs) it's sort of out there and it's it's such a great idea Um, I mean I would just just tell, tell everybody at home a little bit about your involvement in the show and, and, um, and, and what it's all about. Yeah,
1: yeah isn't it strange? So, I, to be honest, I, hadn't, I didn't really know what it was going to be either. Nice. Uh, and so back in uh, April, May time, I think I'd seen the posters and things, but it's because I suppose they were teasing it and then yeah. it got then we went into the second third lockdowns i think therefore they kind of put the brake on they think they they carried on building the sets and everything but they they kind of stopped so i, I think whether if it, if it had carried on with the normal uh, timeline if, if it hadn't gone for those lockdowns i think it would have come out a bit more so i think they were just in the very very basic stages of teasing it yeah. um so uh, so my I, uh, I i'm you know, I'm bunny galore quite a lot of the time, but my day job is a hair and makeup artist uh, and what you'd call a wiggy, a wig person, a wig assistant on Western musicals. I also now work in film um, this year, in fact. So, um, but people have always asked me over the years, would would I want to work on Doctor Who? Um, not offer me the job, but like, well, would, you know, would you want to work on the show? Because you love it so much. And I'm mm-hmm. always, as an actor or as a hair and makeup person, and I'm like, no because I would never want to uh, spoil the illusion of it all. Right, okay. I don't That's my it. mind might be, I think I might have changed my mind now after this experience, but so weirdly, uh, obviously we were still in lockdown uh, and the, I thought what would be cute to get come out of lockdown because I, I was just stuck here by myself um, was to sign on to a full-time show rather than I kind of freelance and I do gigs and I do all sorts of things, I record shows and then I'll, you know, I'll go and do a, a work on a show and for a couple of nights and I'll go and do something yeah. else. But I thought, you know what? We're quite nice. I feel like I want something consistent and I want something long term for 2021 at that point back in uh, April. And then out the blue, um, I saw uh, someone was asking for someone to come and do hair and makeup on Doctor So there was a head of the department. They needed a deputy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's like the dream job. Because yeah. it's a theatre version. So it's not like the tv show it's not the pressure of the tv show mm. it's a theater i didn't I, but i didn't know what it was i, I thought is it like can escape from because the last like event i attended reading um i went to like the, the dresser at the opening night like, press thing of that um and i thought it was like that so i was thinking oh is it gonna be like dummies like, what, what wig wise what you want and I, no no then they got uh, at the time i just kind of rung um uh, sent an email off um, they had not announced the cast 42 and now 43 with sam hunt uh 43 cast members i was like oh it's an actual show oh i see but i didn't quite understand the um the immersive thing uh so it's a bit like but years ago i used to work at the london dungeon as a as a performer, so I I when I got there I went oh I get it now it's kind of you're in you you're, the actors are around you yeah and you're in that world with a dungeon though you're kind of going it's like lots of rooms but you there's one actor in each room so it's yeah. like pass the parcel with the audience so you go from one room to the next actor to the next actor to the next actor to the next actor and you, and you go on like a journey mm. with this it's much more there's lots of different actors in the room or there might be just one. Or there might be, and you might find us a side room with one actor in, or it might, and then the main rooms. There's lots of actors in. Uh, But isn't that crazy? I never thought that the doctor would come along and rescue me from the pandemic. It was really weird. (laughs) Yeah, it was really. So I arrived in what you call uh, technical rehearsals and dress rehearsals, and we had, I'd say, about a month of that before it started previewing. Um, At Absolutely, I, this is unreal. I'm getting to go and play in my mind, in my childhood. This is insane. Uh, and because it's a theatrical version that so I'm more theatrically based normally, it, it was, uh, uh, as far as that side of things goes, it was just like, wow, this is amazing. It was very weird though, because I've not seen it yet because uh, we we teched, like there's four acts, without giving too much away, there's four different acts. And but they kind of teched it in the acts or the rooms. So, we, and we kind of worked our way backwards. So I've never, I've never been on the journey. I've never been through mm-hmm. it all. And right. some of it I've still not seen up and running. I know what people look like, but I've never actually seen the shows because we would never be a part of that. So it was great, great fun. There's quite a few fans that work on the show um, that are, you know, in the business, professional actors in the business. And um, they, uh, you know, they had the best time just thinking of the men, and that's yeah. not too much of a giveaway. You know, but the, but then of all things, so we were just—I think we were just about to uh, have the opening night, and then COVID started to. Really hit any shows that opened early in the West End. Suddenly, yeah. people were getting pinged or people were coming down with it in the summer with the uh, the Delta variant. So that yeah. started. To, we got off fairly lightly with that, but a lot of West End shows uh, got taken down for whole weeks at a time. Like with Hairspray and uh, Prince of Egypt uh, and Joseph, they all got taken down. Yeah. Like. We weren't so bad. We managed. To, I think we had a little bit of a, a blip there, but not too bad. So we're still going. <laughs> And so the infamous last day was the day of the football, the uh, the the, fi- the final, the um, uh, England versus uh, Italy. Yeah. And they'd we were finishing slightly early, and they were having screens in one of the rooms in the bar section of, of the show, which is Act Three, um, where the, the cast were going to watch. I was actually going to a friend's house to watch it. Can you believe I was watching it? Um, <laughs> but as I went as I went to my friend's house, the, the storm started happening. And um, and I was filming my new series the next day, Funny enough. And in the, the this gap, I filmed the show and it's broadcast and it's gone out, you know, five episodes have gone out. So yeah. unfortunately, um, so act one and act four are upstairs, but act two and act three are downstairs in the basement. And I think there's an underground river and uh, the, the, the it just burst and it kind of, the yeah. water came up from mm-hmm. underneath. And, uh, and all the sets, because it's all, it's actually, you know, it's like a proper stage set. So it looks incredible, yeah. mind blowing, sets are, um, got trashed, absolutely trashed. I mean, yeah. they, they worked yeah. so hard to repair it as well. And then two weeks later, as, and we were due to start on the Tuesday, and I was at lunch with some friends on the South Bank. And I remember looking at the tides going, oh, it looks pretty. That doesn't look good out there and the mm-hmm. rain was coming, the thunder was so loud. And then the next day the same thing happened again. Exactly the same oh, So is... unfortunately now it became a problematic as in how are you gonna stop that happening for a third time? Uh, how can you continue? You can't continue with the sh- just paperwork wise it became very, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I'll let them do the official version of it. but. It just, became, as you can imagine, that just became, it, it was like walking, and I did go in backstage to collect things or help tidy the as far as hair and makeup and masks go. Yeah. And it was like walking into a theatre fire, you know, like if yeah. a theatre had burnt down and you're walking in backstage, you just go, oh my goodness, it's such a shock to the system. They yeah. worked so hard to try and get it back on. Having said all that, um, they had to stop the show. And it's it's and I suppose now that it's probably what you'd call a revival happening, but they are opening mm. again because they, they, they did Western Live a couple of days yeah. ago. Um, so uh, I think it will be with a, a lot of new cast. A lot of people have moved on because it's such a big gap. Yeah. But they, they do not stop. They, I'm so impressed with the producers because they really... They, they, most people would have been wiped out by this. Yeah. Completely wiped out. So the fact that they've carried on and they've, they've managed to make it work I, is, is incredible. I don't know how yeah. they've done it. Really, but, so I'm very excited. Yeah. And the best thing is, I get to go back and see it now and I can go and
0: yes. watch it. Yeah, you, you know. can go and watch. I mean, yeah, yeah. That is, so, yeah, it's absolutely devastating. And the idea, I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to go yet. So I'm hoping to, oh, to maybe I was get there
1: very, very soon. Um, it is, incre- I, I, it is yeah. amazing. It is, uh, I, I think... I remember watching Act One. I won't, I won't spoil this, but the, I think I cried about once in Act One and once in Act Four uh, during watching it during dress rehearsals and things, and that, because it was so like, oh my gosh, I never. Yeah. It's, I can't, it's hard to explain. It's a bit like going to a um, there's a type of theatrical promenade where you kind of walk around with the actors and you, you you're not mm. sitting down, so it's a bit like promenade theatre, but. Um, it, they have like they have like, moments of uh, of like the- uh, theatricality and, and special effects that happen, and there was just some really wow moments in there that you just go, oh. yeah. Let alone the little clever, funny moments that the actors create, you know, organically. It's just it's just mind blowing. Yeah. I just it's hard to describe because there's so much. It, it's so much going yeah, on. Yeah, it,
0: it looks like um, it would be quite a, an overwhelming ex- for for a hardcore fan. But like in, yes, in a good I way it, um, yeah, so it like, yeah it would be yeah it looks amazing and did what you I've ever heard?
1: go to the um doctor who exhibition at cardiff that one that was yes in Olivia, i that did movie. yeah i did so imagine I that the, yeah. imagine that whole thing not even the beginning i know the beginning was slightly themed kind of alive wasn't it imagine mm. the entire museum coming alive and chasing you that,
0: it's <laughs> that, that that's just it's just my childhood dream it's just I my know. dreams um but yeah, I mean, I, I've heard amazing, amazing things. Um, so, I mean, yeah. in, ter- in terms of the makeup and uh, and the wigs and stuff, mm. were you doing, so were you doing like sort of like normal human makeup? Or it's so, yeah, it's that's, a weird question no, to ask,
1: like, that, Or were you doing like question. monster um, makeup? So, monsters, yeah, monster makeup, yes. And also, the Lovely. weird bit was so on shows, on musicals, you tend, you, you, most people are wigged because you've got to change the time period they're they're, they're from and they don't want to have the right hairstyles to have finger waves mm-hmm. or you've got to make a cast of eight look like 180 different people so the quickest way to do that is to put them in different hairstyles and you know every scene so you'd have long hair short hair afro moustache it, you know, it kind of changes what everyone looks like yeah. very quickly um but on the doctor who show it's a bit it was more like being on tv and film as in you would just you were dressing their hair you, they weren't wearing wigs which is very i haven't done people's hair for decades you know i've not not actual their own hair on their heads mm. uh, and apparently you uh, have to talk you can't put two inch pins in their heads as well so they get really <laughs> grumpy <if> you do. <laughs> but, so you you know it, it was a very different way of doing things And, uh, and then you would kind of go on set and do checks, which is something you would do on a a TV set or a a film set. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a very, it was, it was like a, it's so weird. So it's a bit like it's a live event version of a TV show. So if you're in the audience or the actors, you, you feel like you're in the actual episode, you're, it's happening around you. But as the audience move out, it's like uh, like you would be on a TV or film set, which you'd go and do checks on the actors in between. So you're yeah. doing um, alien makeup. Uh, there's a few masks. It's not, uh, the if you, if you look at the uh, two girls that were singing, or well, three girls now, actually, um, at West End Live, so I was doing the Silurian um, makeup, yeah. and occasionally I would do, and my um, Marta, who was in my department with me, she would do the, the blue makeup, uh, Crystallian, so that's how you say it, isn't it, Christinian makeup. And occasionally I would do that too, It's a lot. it's quite a lot. Um, so it was a lot of fun. It wasn't like it wasn't like normal things. It was, and there's, there's obviously some other monsters in there, some infamous, iconic monsters. I, I won't spoil now, but yes, you know, there's, I'm sure there's rumours on the throughout appears in there. But yeah. uh, that was. Super, I never thought I'd be um, doing that particularly. That's a. Uh, there's one. Uh, uh, was one very classic villain who I would look after, but I won't spoil who that is. But. And I would have to go into that lair, and and I've mentioned them already because it was one of the scariest moments uh, as a child. And every time I'd go in there, and it would literally give me chills down the spine every time I walk in, because it's dark. It's you know they're just illuminated by certain lights around them, and it just looks incredible. Um, And that was every day. (laughs) I was going in there three or four times during the show, and every time it'd be like this is. And I know the actors, and they were adorable. Uh, but still, they looked utterly terrifying when they cut. They start gliding towards you.
0: That is, it's so exciting, and it's such a like I said, we're we're getting a lot of of really weird, but like really cool Doctor Who content, like with the whole Time Lord Victorious thing, yes. and like they're yes. doing, they're really pushing the boat out with with really cool ideas, and I think this is is. One of Yeah, the, I the
1: think, actually, I didn't think Time Lord Victorious tied in with this, but I think it does because of the Daleks, I think. Yeah,
0: I, th- so, I think um, everything ties in with Time Lord I think I, I think tie, it kind tie of in with there's... Time Lord Victorious somewhere along the way. I think we yeah. all do. It, <laughs> it's just part of our lives. <laughs> I'm sure I fit in there somewhere. I um, like yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it just sounds, it sounds so fun. And I I think I tweeted really about, is. yeah, I tweeted about West End Live, Um, you know, yes. seeing a Silurian sing to, to thousands of people in, in Leicester Square is one of the great, isn't it? most brilliant, one of the strangest things. I tweeted it without context and people were, were messaging <laughs> me like, you can't just tweet that a Silurian sang in Leicester Square and not give me any context. But I was like... You've got to find out ah, for yourself. Ah, Go and find the video because it's brilliant.
1: Isn't that weird, yeah. So uh, when they told me they were the, the, the company, some of my friends that were doing that performance, were saying that they were doing Western mm-hmm. Live. I was like, oh, what, what? Because like normally you, you don't have plays that do Western Live. It's normally a musical number because it's yeah. it, it's a, you're in. A big auditorium on in Leicester Square, you came to thousands and thousands of people. It'd be a bit weird to do a scene from a play. It's a bit of a low energy thing, and it would be hard to set up in a concert yeah. arena type of vibe. So I was a bit like, "What are you going to do?" And I and I literally went, "Oh, I of course, you could do the, the girls could do one of the numbers or a couple of numbers from from the Act Three, which is the bar scene." And um, and that's what they, there's, there's. more that happens in that last scene, but you know, a lot of it is uh, the incredible voices of the two actresses involved, yeah. and um, and and I have to say, uh, they are both incredible. Um, uh, Daisy and Elmae are uh, incredible singers. I remember watching them in, in dress rehearsals, open mouthed, shocked at how. I was not expecting them to be that great. You know, I was thinking, oh, you know, they're, they're probably actresses. I didn't know them. They're, they're probably actresses that can sing mm. a bit. No, 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 Incredible voices. They're amazing. Huge yeah. fan. Absolutely. I want to be there when I grow up.
0: Yes. And yeah, that's how has got some pipes. Definitely. If you're, if oh, you're sure out has. Leicester Square, that is, that's, that's impressive. It's definitely and impressive.
1: that, I have to say, the West End Live version, uh, the songs were... Um, I don't think that even is quite that that doesn't extend to the heights that they do
2: yeah. in
1: the show. That was kind of like a little a boost taster of what they can do. That was kind of like yeah. quite low key compared to what they do. So, yeah. um, but it was kind of what else would you do? I suppose in that context, but yeah, it's super fun. It's really, really yeah. I can't wait to go back. So I've left the show now because it was too right. much of a gap and I had other projects coming up. Yeah. Um, but I will never ever, I never will regret it. I had the best time oh, goodness, I, you know, who would, who would ever thought that would happen, that you'd end up working on the show, in, albeit a live version? It, it's a bit like doing um, the Seven Keys to Doomsday or um, The Curse of the Daleks play, you know, yeah. back, in a, back in the day at the theatre. You'd never think that would have that crossover effect. It was, um, yeah, they're a great company, uh, such a wonderful company. It's just such a shame it got cut short. But the weird bit is, if you think about it, that always would have happened. The, the accident with the flooding, twice. Not yeah. once, twice, because it, I, I maybe the show would have opened early and closed by that point, but if COVID never had happened, the flood still would have happened. Yeah. That's the weird bit, because it was so, we were at the height of the, the Delta variant coming out. So in a weird way, the, the flooding was a bit like, oh God, here we go, it's like, it's like a curse, what's going on? Yeah. But that always would have happened. Because that's a yeah. fixed point, isn't it? It's so strange. It's talking about fixed points in time, yeah. to, but like if yeah. COVID, if COVID hadn't existed, that flood still would have happened, and the show yeah. would have still closed. Weird, is not it? To think like it that. is,
0: yeah. And it, it, it like like you said, it, it is a shame because you mm. want to see something that you know this many people have worked on, and this mm. many people have uh, this amazing thing that they've created. You want to see it get its its oh. full run. um and I hope it and comes it looks back like it is. with bang. Yeah, it looks like yeah it is. I, I hope it comes back, and you know, thankfully, you know, a lot of people are vaccinated now. We're, we look like yes. fingers crossed. There's yes. no other disasters. There's no plagues yeah. of locusts or frogs <laughs> or anything that they're gonna. That's
1: literally what I was joking about for ages. <laughs> like, oh, we've had like you know we've had plague, we've had floods. What's next, locusts? Yeah. Um, I think also. I don't think we all realise how long this year would st- take to get back to normal.
2: Mm.
1: I think in a way, possibly, uh, they everything started, the, sh- the show started. And there's quite a few shows, Hairspray and uh, Prince of Egypt and Joseph and uh, other Western shows. I think they started maybe a little bit too soon
0: yeah. because
1: the normality hadn't really come back as an audience is wanting to come into London and see things. There wasn't tourism, there wasn't travel. And it's, it's funny to think that, but you kind of do need tourism to sort yeah. of run these shows. I think it's OK now. I'm not so sure it was OK uh, a few months ago, because it, Freedom Day had been delayed. So, um, so I think I think it's you know the the old, I think they must be opening in October, which is an odd time to open, but of course because of the Doctor Who anniversary, it's always a good time to open.
2: Yeah. That time.
1: So, um, I think it'd be very exciting. I'm sure they've got lots of really cool things planned and stuff.
0: I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. It's very exciting, and we're gonna have a, a very very short break now, but sure. when we come back, we've got some features and the first of which is as usual the dvd collection so we'll see you in a minute Doctor Who podcast. I am still your host, Josh Carr, and I'm still here with Bunny Galore. Hi, guys. Hello. So, you all know what's coming. You all know what's next. It is the trusty, faithful shelf that is more that way. I pointed in the wrong place. Um, This is very, Zoom is very disorientating. We're going to head over to the shelf and we're going to see what Bunny would like to add to the ever-growing DVD collection. By the power of Grayskull, The Unicorn
1: and the Wasp or Love Monsters? Which one do you think I prefer? No, I mean, which one do you want to watch first? You are pulling my leg. Well, so uh, as you might have guessed, I am quite uh, the Tom Baker girl, to say the least. And uh, my, oh, as uh, yeah. I just showed Josh, I, I will show the viewers as well. I hope that oh, my, lovely. My, my metaphorical stuff is just a tea, is, is well, it's quite a lot, but that's like it comes from up there. So I do have, I allow myself to collect two things. I collect all the uh, classic action figures, and I collect the DVDs and the Blu rays. I try not to do anything else because otherwise none of us would be able to move in their hands. Oh, tell oh, a lie, yeah. I have got the um, <laughs> season 12 and season 16, uh, Tom Baker Scarves, the replica ones. And oh, some But apart from that, I tried to keep myself to the, the figures and things. So um, no surprise really that my story I'm gonna choose is indeed from the Tom Baker era. And it might be a little bit disco. In fact, it's very disco. And it might be very trashy and it's very much a guilty pleasure. Although well, I don't like that word because everything's a guilty pleasure. Uh, but it is my favorite story of all time. Um, it's destiny of the Daleks. Oh, wonderful! So wonderful. To a, to a, a nine-year-old, this is the greatest. Uh, uh, a nine-year-old <laughs> in 1979. I hate this is the greatest story because um, it was Tom Baker at the height of his like um, sort of powers. Uh, Douglas Adams is a script uh, editor, so it becomes uh, it becomes even more fruity and irreverent and sort of sassy than it ever has done before. Davros comes back um, and the Daleks are there and they blow up and the Mervellans look like they're going to a disco, but I don't care. Because- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Suzanne Danielle uh, in 1979, Suzanne Danielle was literally everywhere. She was in movies, she was on TV shows, she was literally she was like it's, it'd be like having Katie Price come into the show like 10 years ago why am i look up as a thought. Um so it is uh, I of course now viewing it few, well actually I can't see I can't see the flaws, but there's a lot of flaws there because the Hastings <laughs> are getting very knackered by the by 1979. Um and I, I just don't. I don't mind. In my head, I make up stories that it's because they've been off having battles and things like that. I and I, that. I, I love Stephen Moffat for and Mark Gatiss for like bringing back the villains a few years ago as well. I thought it was glorious.
0: Yeah, um, one of one of the the best little cameos. You <laughs> all of it, it completely unnecessary. I think it was so... Mark's, I'm sure
1: Mark. I'm sure Mark. was telling me that was that was his idea. I'm sure he. I'm sure it was because yeah. um, it, it screams of, of him, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, just it's just fabulous so that's it's always it always will be and always has to be my favorite story I know it's not the best story that's not always the thing um I I think weirdly it's got a bit of a second life now people see it in a slightly different way than they used to um because I think possibly in the 80s when Terry Molly had to come along Am I saying that right, Molly? Um, came along to do Davros and they it came of lot more grittier. I think that that era was very looked down upon. I think now, because so if you show a, a, a modern fan, classic Doctor Who, it all looks the same.
2: Mm.
1: It looks exactly the same from like 63 to eight, um, 89. It looks like, apart from black and white and color, it looks mm. as camp and pitchy. There's no defi- there's less defining eras to the general. Yeah. Era, I think. yeah. Uh, so I think it's that's and in that way, it's become uh, a bit more of a level playing field. Yeah. Um, much as we like to think, you know, Seeds of Death and Talons of Wang Chiang or Genesis are like, you know, these moody, you know, Gothic. you know, But it still looks like it's shot like Crossroads mm. because of how they yeah. make television. <laughs> So, um, and I love crossfit, but it's, it still looks like a three-walled set, and it's all on multi-camera, and it's you know six twenty-five line, and you know videotape. So mm. it's all um, it all it much more uh, level playing field, and I love it, dearly.
0: Yeah. Well, that I, these these are some of my favourite picks because I always say the classics are going to get in at some yeah, point. Yeah, no, totally the, exactly. the big ones are getting in, oh. and we've got some big ones like we've got remembrance, and we've got. Um, I'm trying to remember some off the top of my head. Like we've got Web of Fear, we, we've got we've got some classics in there.
1: But, oh, which are all I love. I actually yeah. remember. I think I think that is even getting better and better. With uh, that is glory. Uh, that was another great era. That mm. kickstarted I think because I've just done season twenty four because of the Blu-rays, and I was going. I mean, I really loved season twenty four as well because it was a fresh new start. The show was in trouble. Uh, I think it should have been shown at an earlier time slot or or like a Sunday afternoon type of time slot because it's not the sort of show that should be going at 7.30 across Coronation Street but at that point but it's um I think that was that year wasn't it uh but when Remembrance happened that was like wow it felt like it got back so much ground it's a great 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 story
0: yeah well yeah I when I when I watch Remembrance because I I've I've done one swoop through of Classic Who, which was was last year, wow. through lockdown, my first time ever, and I watched it from beginning to end. Oh, um, and like that, oh, I want to go back to some, and mm. Destiny of the Daleks is one. I think I said this last mm-hmm. week, because when you're watching it all the way through for the first time, I already know what the classics are. And... Sometimes I wish away. I was wishing away stories a little bit because sure. I was like, I, n- "I know that remembrance is next, or I know that caves of Androzani oh, yeah. and is it, I'm yeah. really and especially of you know, death is coming up next, yeah, something like that." Um, so I want to go back to some of these these on some heroes because, uh, as well, we've had back to back two wonderfully trashy Dalek stories which I love because last week Jonathan Carly, the, the the wonderful war doctor for big finish oh um, yeah uh Jonathan put death to the Daleks in ah oh,
1: another uh, great one
0: back, back to back we've had some some cracking Dalek stories and we've got some of the the great Dalek stories and then we've got some of these which I'm not saying aren't great I'm just saying w- w- widely they're, regarded they're, they're,
1: um, they, they're acquired taste.
0: They are definitely in um, a quiet
1: taste, yeah. It's amazing with Death of the it has a different... It's funny how some of those uh, shows... Destiny, I don't think, got shown for a long time, but because Death of Daleks was the first ever VHS that came out yeah. at nine ninety nine, it went to number one in the Virgin Megapod. Exactly Megazord what Jonathan
0: Carley said. It exactly was, what Jonathan Carley said. All, all of the cheap stories mm. on DVD and VHS have now become so many people's favourites yeah. just because they were affordable, which I, I love yeah. that. I, it's, so, it's so good that...
1: Of all stories, yeah. Revenge of the Sidemen, to start the whole range, I still have the um, the original uh, VHS of Revenge of the Sidemen. Oh,
0: that's beautiful.
1: Which I brought in 1983, I think for my birthday at the time, which was probably, I think it was about £40 there. Now, maybe I got it for 25 in various sales, but like, or various yeah. offers and... Um, which was a lot of money in 82. That is a, lo- that is a um, lot of money, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? And it yeah, because well, it, yeah, it was probably about, I guess about 50, 60 quid to a child now, which right. if you're saving up, it would be a lot of money, I guess. Um, but I'll always, I'll always keep this because of what it meant at the time. And um, and also because it's a really, you know, it's, I love the fact it's got the uh, the wrong side man on and it's the wrong yeah. side <laughs> Yeah. And it's got the season 18 uh, Doctor and, and, and 1982 sign. <laughs> I yeah. So genius. There's yeah. one, I've forgotten who, who it is. Someone does this on Twitter a lot. They they um, do the various stories as if they've been released, like all the Peter Davison's in this kind of style. And it's just yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um, yeah. All those stories are, are loved for different reasons because yeah. when they came out on media or well, they repeated as well on BBC Two and things like that.
0: Yeah. No, i yeah i love that um cuz like, as as a as a new baby i i sort of um i, I sort of missed out on all of this and i sort yeah, of missed out on ex- classic it's, Who it's, as a kid
1: yeah because, it's hard to explain the, the, how we didn't how you know you had the target books and the, you had the monster books yeah. You didn't really have, and I, I, but I swear that's why you have catch up is because of my era not having it. So that's yeah. why people went if off everyone, and made yeah, it. Everyone just got it, so pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> because they wanted, they wanted it. So, so yeah, I think I swear that's why. I, I, if I had huge, gosh, I'm glad. I'm very glad when I started doing drag, there's no photographs really. Um, let alone, uh, now you have to come arrive fully formed. Otherwise Instagram will remember. Um, <laughs> And the same with uh, like, I would if I'd be making, I'd be making TV shows on YouTube if I was 15, you know. or well, I would ma- I would be making Doctor Who, you know, stories myself if, you know if I was 15 yeah. and YouTube would have been around. Um, yeah. like, I make shows now for YouTube, but it's but it's it's more genre based. But it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I love, but I, I, but it's, everyone has different things. But now, isn't it weird because the David Tennant era is kind of in the past. Uh, to me, yeah. it still feels... I was literally sitting over there on that so- different sofa, but over there when episode one Rose went out in 2005 in a ball, because I was so scared that with this after the Paul McGann TV movie, yeah. that the show was never going to achieve... It wasn't going to work. Mm. and I was literally in that corner the opposite corner of this room uh watching the first episode going,
2: Oh my God, please work, please work,
1: please. And of course it did. And it, you know, and it only did, it became this huge thing. Um, and then the next day, at the Ackerton sort of resignation was announced, but that was a bit of a kick in the teeth, to say the least. Yeah. Um, but the euphoria of that was just incredible. It was yeah. just never thought it would happen like that. And then build and build and build and build and build. To, you know. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I, anyone that's kind of lives through that revival era, that, that, that those first four or five years uh, as a kid would be so magical. I, oh mm. my gosh! I'm so jealous. I'd love to have lived through that era as a yeah. as a kid, and experiencing it.
0: Yeah, but then, uh, but then I, I have a little bit of of je- jealousy of you know seeing like classics like Genesis mm. and, and stuff like that as
1: they go and yeah. live on TV. Yeah, that will. Yeah. yeah, I do I wish I would. I mean, I I'm not joking. I can literally that first entrance of Davros is burnt into my mind of Sarah Jane coming through the through the uh sort of, not the caves. What is it? It's the um. Uh, for the wilderness, the wastelands, yeah. and she stumbles. It goes from film into videotape. Now I can see Now I see it as film to videotape, and then it was just all happening as real. It was a real yeah. thing in Davros for the first time. I, mean, I guess I watched the rest of the story. I, I don't remember it very clearly, but it was a long time ago. Obviously, I remember it now, but back then, I can remember, I can remember episode four of Robots so clearly, weirdly. Uh, and then there's lots of gaps, but I, I don't know if it's because I was watching it and used no way of. I must have read the books
2: really? later on,
1: yeah. so they they kind of reburnt it into my mind. I think, um, particularly with Robot, I remember reading that a lot. So I think that's why, because I go, what, what, what? I must be watching it all. I think, why don't I remember? Um, uh, 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 hmm. No, quite a lot of it is, now it's coming back to me. But just the old flashes of it. But it must be because you couldn't watch it more than once unless yeah. they were repeated. Yeah, can you imagine? Isn't that weird? Isn't
0: I it? know. Yeah. Well, see, I when I like, again, that's another way that I was, I was privileged with the area that I grew up in because i I used to make my own. I used to make my own Doctor Who DVDs. Did like you? The whole, you, know, the, you know the you know the volume sets, which yeah. I think everyone. I feel like they they've come up on a few podcasts recently. That I've been listening to, and everyone has just agreed. Why would any of Why did anyone buy them? They were an absolute rip off. It was like twenty quid for three stories. Um, oh, but,
1: um, <laughs> oh but like, but yeah, like yeah, where well you uh, the like
0: three episodes at oh, a time? Yeah. It, yeah, it was it was really nice. weird. Yeah, yeah, and I used to make my own versions of them, so I'd like record them onto DVDs and like live off repeats yeah. on BBC Three and stuff. Oh. And I draw my own Doctor Who like yeah. DVD covers. I have to find them. I've got to find them and put them on the Twitter because um, oh, they're absolutely yeah, I... terrible. Jer- Jared Groves as well, who's been on the podcast before, he did the exact same thing. And our covers are eerily similar. Um, so go and check his out because that they are, I mean, they're they're, they're hilarious to look I at. Do. You know.
1: I have one conf- mad confession as a young teenager. This is really crazy. And I put this on Twitter. There's no photographic evidence I that I can figure out where it would be. But um, I, for art class, and I must have been that magical age, about 12, 13, I made a full-size chameleon robot. <laughs> out of cardboard. <laughs> a full-size? Full well, I think it probably started as a mask, and then it was kind of the project. And oh, you like, just carried you on. Yeah, you just on, carried
2: yeah,
1: on. Out of, like, out of, like... But I think it was possibly... <laughs> Looking back, that kind of wanting to create costume and kind yeah. of monsters—I think it was that kind of. Yeah, I think it was that. It was trying to do what I end up have ended up doing, I guess. But at that time,
2: yeah.
1: Of but of all things, chameleon. Of all things, I was always going to say. Of all characters, not not canine, but because it was that year. It was that. Uh, yeah, canine's K-9 smaller as well. I uh, know canine would have been so much easier. For- it been so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it possibly because I think it probably started with a mask, and you had to make a mask, and I yeah. like, oh I have to do comedian, and then it kind of, and I did love the design of it. Now it's like, what were they thinking? But um, yeah. oh, if I think the also the character is such a great idea. They should have probably just started with the robot. Yes, the, okay, all oh, the robot doesn't work. Okay, and you just change him to something out a human version,
2: yeah, and
1: just stick cast an actor that can then change. Yeah, and he always he never goes back to the robot form, but they never seem to like just think of that. It just been yeah, just exactly. go to a guy and, uh, like Frobisher. I guess like Frobisher does in the comic strips you know, the Penguin. Yeah, like he's stuck in. I love Frobisher. It was a great idea yeah
0: definitely a great idea
1: that's oh. one of that's like one of my secrets is uh is uh, my secret doctor who existence i made a chameleon I, I need <laughs> you to find a picture i mean i know to see. the worst thing is i have no idea if, but they it must, it must exist somewhere yeah one of the, some
0: chameleon houses, but... chameleon two uh. the, new, the new version um <laughs> What we, I mean, we, I love this. I loved doing this podcast. Uh, we went on so many po- on so many tangents. There, we're technically still on the DVD collection, and we've barely spoken about <laughs> Destiny of the Daleks. But is just, um, it's just this is my
1: mind. This is how I work.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love it. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Destiny of the Daleks is in. I mean, it, like I said, I uh, there's there's a lot of it that I love. I mean, the the Davros mask is. <laughs> It's oh. unforgivable, but, no, no. Uh, it's yeah, I mean, they literally...
1: worse now, yeah. But I've worked with that guy as well. I've worked with David Goodison. Um, really? He taught me to do radio at drama school. He was my radio teacher. And I didn't mm. realise until... Uh, I think at that point... In fact, we had David Mahoney come in and teach us TV, and we had David Goodison come in and do radio. But I didn't mm. really... Isn't it weird... That it didn't this is in the nineties, and I, I think because I perhaps wasn't as clued up about production names as I perhaps yeah. are now, that I didn't clock who they were straight away. Because so I remember right. with David, like I, I remember talking to him after class, and I was I was like top of the class, something because you know with camera work and being on camera. Because so I think I realized pretty soon that I look better on camera than I do in real life. Um, weirdly, uh, was I remember after after class going like, oh my. It's so weird, names are really familiar. And um, uh, have you ever done like Doctor Who or, or something like that? And he, and he went, well, yeah, I've done uh, the most sweetest man going, oh, I've done a few, have you ever seen such and such and such and such and such? And, and, and Or oh, have you seen Blade 7? And I was like, yeah, oh, my well, how did I not? Clock that? <laughs> oh, he was such a sweet guy.
0: We've now got another little thing to attend to, uh, which is some wonderful questions from our listeners at home. Um, So we're going to hear the dulcet tones of David Tennant introducing Bloody Twitter. For God's
1: sake! Bloody Twitter!
0: So here we go. This is Bloody Twitter, uh, where my strange, strange listeners ask some (laughs) wonderful questions. We've we've got some really good ones this week, actually. Um, So first one, my number one hype man on Twitter um, I feel like I should pay him. He promotes the podcast so much. Um, what a gem. Cal at generic underscore tweeting has asked two questions, but I'll I'll let it slide. Um, first one, in your eyes, which would be the funner role to play, the doctor or the master?
1: Interesting. Um, I think we all have grown up wanting to play the doctor, haven't we? Mm. Um, and there's certain roles like uh, I'll take the role of Joseph in the West End uh, or wherever it's being performed, Joseph is, it, there's some roles which are quite vacuous that you have to fill with your own personality so the Doctor is yeah. very hard work because it's 95% you so that's what's tricky and that's why the casting actually they've always, I mean everybody everybody that's played the Doctor have done a great job with it because it, it you're mm. filling a void, an absolute void that you know he has to be quite he or she has to be um, quite truthful and honest and there's no there's no edge to them, so you've yeah. got to fill that with uh, so I'm not saying I wouldn't want to play the doctor, I'm available, uh, <laughs> but but it is hard work because you've got to fill it with as much personality and charm and charisma that you have. Yeah. It's very, it, that's where people go wrong with um, it, with, uh, so, uh, they think it's the easier to do with it. I'm talking about amateur productions now. They kind mm-hmm. of think, oh, if I just raise an eyebrow and wave a Sonic it, it You've got to have so much charm and charisma to do it. And that's, so admit, in other words, all the, the ladies and gentlemen that have played it, um, make it look very easy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it is very easy. So, yeah. the easier role in a weird way is the master because it's you've got a lot more to go on. It's much easier yeah. to be people and uh, be crazy. And um, uh, so, I think I would probably what I want to play, I'd still say the doctor, but I think the master is the easier role because you've so much, not easier, mm-hmm. but a lot more to get your teeth into.
0: Yes. I think we are long. So that's a very uh, patchy
1: uh, part. Yes. Yeah, no,
0: I th- I think we are long overdue a drag queen master. I think it needs to happen <laughs> I immediately. Yeah. I think if
1: Lawrence, Lawrence Cheney doesn't beat yeah, yeah. Lawrence Chaney doesn't beat me to it first, but then, yeah. oh, then I'll I'm be I'm coffee for that matter. Yeah, uh, and that, Ellie is... Diamond, Ellie Diamond came to see the uh, Doctor Who um, time fracture show actually, said the sweet he t- Ellie, I won't she won't mind me saying this, uh was the sweetest sweetest person because i contacted daisy who plays uh, the Silurian mm-hmm. uh, singer uh, to say how incredible without any prompting you know uh, just to say how incredible she was so um yeah so yes and i'd probably have to fight lawrence uh, ellie and Tia for the role but I, i'm i'm there for the the, the 14th doctor
0: yes yes <laughs> definitely um cal's other question which is a really good question um also, if you had a TARDIS and it got stuck in one shape, what would you choose? <laughs> if it had to be stuck in <laughs> one shape. That one we're shape. gonna say we'll, have, we'll we'll rule out the police box. R- we'll it's not a police box.
1: box. Yeah. Oh gosh, um, I, I I kind of presume people will think I'm going to say something uh, rude, but um, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm I'm not that type of uh, artiste, but. Um, What would I? um, Oh gosh, I think, I I think a carriage would be really cool. A a a Victorian Victorian carriage, uh, because I love that um, those scenes you get in Sherlock Holmes where they open the door and the and the step goes comes out. would, would the horse be included? I suppose it would have to be a, a magical horse that's also included. So, um, or, or a Cinderella carriage. I'm I'm quite happy to stroll around in a gold carriage. That's my Wonderful. I would love yeah. that a carriage, carriage.
0: A carriage would be good. Carriage TARDIS, please. Yes. Now, that's, that's um, next question <laughs> is from an old regular on the show. Jamie at Jamie underscore season seven has Jamie. asked, um, basic question. But, now, this, this might link back to the DVD collection, but usually the answers do differ. What is your all-time favourite story and why? Would you say it's Destiny? Or it, would
1: would, you... no, it probably is Destiny. Well, but there's this kind of... In fact, I've watched the other ones. It, there's, there's kind of three that's up there. It's, it's also Stones of Blood and the Androids of Tara from the year before. Yes. So if you, if you want to ask that question... Uh, of like what if you were stuck on a desert island? What would you take with you? Yeah, thing. It will be like Stones of Blood, Andros Atara, and Destiny of the Daleks. I think to start with. I mean, there's thousands of, of other is, stories. I've loved. one of fun. my favorites. It's like, those are my kind of content Yeah, I
0: I absolutely love. Yes, Stones I literally
1: watched Atara on Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah. And I love Stones.
0: Boy. Yeah, Stones it's is awesome. Stones is beautiful. um Spencer at Spencer S. Carter on Twitter has asked. Well, they've said superb guests. Uh, uh, I know guest. Spencer. Hi Spencer. You know Spencer. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Um, they've, uh, I've, I've got a compliment which is quite nice. Superb guests. I know. Yeah. Um, Bunny is a legend. Well,
1: well I have paid him to say that, by the way. Good, <laughs> he's very, very kind, yes. Very, very yes.
0: Um, The question is. What, Doctor, do you think has been done a disservice by the fandom?
1: By the fandom? Um, Well, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Because in olden days, a glimpse of stocking, um, in olden days, uh, Colin and Sylvester was, I suppose, those things. Even though people loved Sylvester when he was on air. I think when the show went off air, that kind of goodwill slowly went slightly. Mm. But, you know, they loved season 25 and 26, but that seemed to evaporate. They kind of, he became a bit of a, a, a blamed for the show going off air a bit, I think. I, I yeah. don't think he did at all, but for all those reasons, you know, there's hundreds of videos about. Um, so at the time, Colin and Sylvester, but since Big Finish came along, of course, 20 now twenty years ago, um, they, those problems have become righted. I think possibly the, the, it's it's Jodie, I would have thought, because yeah. I wasn't expecting the visceral division it's caused. Now, whether that's just because of Twitter and people it on Twitter, and you know what? I get it. I really get it. If you don't like it, I I understand because it's quite a shock to the system. So in a completely um, uh, transparency here, I I really had a huge negative reaction to Matt Smith and season series five when it started. Uh, Mm. I absolutely despised it It, 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 on so many levels, on casting, on production, on writing. uh, I I don't know what it was. Uh, I think it's possibly... I think the redesign of the Daleks pushed me right over the edge. Right, okay, <laughs> that, 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 I remember that was the fi- that was that was the final straw. I think that uh, yeah. not Mark script for that sh- episode, but the um the, the that design. Uh, I and it was Karen Gillingham, I had a huge problem with her. Um, yeah, and I, so I get it. Uh, I wouldn't go on. I would complain about it to my friends, but I wouldn't go on social media to deride the show, I, the show yeah. is, I wouldn't attack. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan. I still say this, I was not a fan of that series and it took me a long time to come back to, uh, to it. And it's mm. such a surprise and shock when that happens to you though, for the first yeah. time, because you don't expect it because you, you, I've lived through, you know, so many different areas of the you know, where the ups and downs and all sorts yeah. of, around, you, know, you know, I did, never thought I'd come to hate the show. Um, as much as I did for a few years. Um, I think, and that's why you hate it because you you suddenly realise you're viewing it as a non-fan. Mm. It's quite unforgivable, it's really it's unforgivable unfor- that suddenly yeah. the show that you love has made you view it as somebody that doesn't like it and therefore looks from the outside and you, you almost it's the bubble bursting. It's really weird. It's really weird. So I totally get it. But I would never attack that. And I've kind of gone back and I've now and I kind of appreciate some of it. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I, I I had the same, I had the same thing with probably series seven. I think it, it's quite oh, a yes, t- answer. I think I and I don't, even, I don't even think it's just because of the show. I think it was just because of a, you know, a timing thing. I mean, how old would I have been when Series 7 came out? What was that, 2013? I was probably about 15, 16, something like that. Oh, yeah. wow. So oh, I was yeah. like, you know, that the, the Matt Smith years sort of aligned with me, you know, being an angsty little shit and not, yeah. not wanting to like anything. Um. Yeah. So I sort of, I didn't hate it. I just didn't really... Be a, I mean, series well,
1: seven, series my version of that is attack of the Cybermen and season 22 can you imagine that happening when you're 15
0: right yeah Ooh.
1: that yeah. was not the time again looking back <laughs> i mean i love i love mark of the Marani and i love uh, vengeance and, Varus and i love revelation of the Darks, but like um but yeah attack of the sidemen at, at 15 is not good <laughs> yeah. yes yeah but um
0: yeah jodie obviously we, we've we've spoken about it with 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 a lot of guests on here yeah um you know there's and and there's this is the thing you've now got different levels of you know you know there's there's now different factions within the people who don't like jodie because there's people who don't like jodie's era or the Chibnall era because they yeah. just don't vibe with it and they just don't like the writing or they're not really a fan of the performances which is absolutely fine, but then you just get these this small minority who decide to take it. And upon that's
1: fine. You know, and it's fine not to like and... the show. It's yeah, exactly. Fine. It's fine not to like it, as I said. And that's an era. I would use that an example that that was an era I didn't like. Mm. Uh, I, it took me a long time. What you know? What I did? I went back to Epi, uh, Robot and I watched all of the Tom Baker from the start because I had to kind of reignite my love of the show. Yeah. So I literally watched the, very slowly watched the bake era throughout all that. And as I say, I look back and there's there's a lot of great things in there. It's just, um, I don't know if I can say it really, but the what the problem I had in series five was, I think just as it was filming, um, I got told a lot of backstage stuff that was going on that wasn't uh, very pleasant and that the that it was all going to go hardly wrong and it was going to everything was it was horrendous oh, yeah. and, da, 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 da. and it really colored my i think that's the trouble so when i watched it mm. that really kind of put me off because yeah. i think it made me think oh, i was reading so much more into performances and what was happening on screen that you probably wouldn't notice now if that's true or not i don't think it is i think i was hearing Everybody, you know, if you catch people on a bad day or stuff like that, people, I you should always speak as you find. So until I actually meet these actors, I should really, you know, I'll take it um, mm. from from that from that really. But yeah, at that point, I think it, I kind of got put off it by hearing these supposedly true backstage stories, and I don't think they actually were. I think they were just yeah. disgruntled people at the time. But and obviously it was extremely successful. So I was I was very like, well, I don't like it. Um, uh, but if, you know, somebody else does, that's fine. Of course, I yeah. don't, you know, that's your choice. I like, my favourite story is Destiny of the Daleks. I'm yeah, fine with that. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's kind of, but, but I, so I can, I understand people being passionately disliking it. However, attacking other people, attacking other performers publicly mm-hmm. is no, that's yes. not on.
0: Agreed. Um, yes. Very firm podcast stance there. Yeah. My, my share, view
1: so. of... Now I was really excited about Jodie being cast. Um, I I don't know her. I've never worked with her, but I have friends that do know her and work with her, and they love her, and that's and it's great. So I take their word for it. They're great people. So, uh, but I've never met her. But it's I I was disappointed with her first season script wise. Uh, not mm. disappointed. But I was a bit like, oh, oh, I kind of wanted it to be. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, there's no villains there's no monsters there's no um, threat and if you take the threat away of, of of danger it becomes a little there's no real there's no peril there's no mm. there's no adventure the doctor is a, an adventure series uh, at the, at the heart of it it's a fun campy adventure series yeah uh, it has moments of horror it has moments of comedy but it's an adventure show um and without that there's no real adventure so i think they they corrected that with season 12 I can call them seasons. I'm so sorry. Series twelve. <laughs> it's all right. Series twelve. Like, yeah, yeah. It's the American isn't it? series twelve. Uh, they they corrected that, and I think yeah. from from that onwards, you're like, oh, now you've got it. Now you've got what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Does it all work? No, that's not the cast. For um, I went back and watched a few things um, because of the time fracture. I went back and watched Kablam actually, and that was actually well. The first time I watched it, it was like, oh, that's sweet, but mm, and. But watching it yeah. again, you suddenly go, "Oh, actually, it stands the lot more yeah. than I realised. Um, yeah. And I love the Dalek story. I thought they were great. Um, I loved the Master story. I loved um, the Reve- roof, the roof one. I thought yes. that was incredible. Yeah, um, that was that was really classy. So there's some moments I really enjoyed. Overall, I don't think she's had the greatest production around her. Right, Um, it looks incredible. Mm. I don't know whether it's quite landing as drama should land.
0: Yeah, I I think I'm pretty much on a on a similar level. I I like I like a lot of the stories, Um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not my favorite era. It's not my least favorite era. It's yeah, I Mm. I I, I just like it. And to be honest, I'm I'm the kind of Doctor Who fan who's just I just appreciate the fact that it's there. (laughs) To be honest. I just well, yeah, when, exactly. it, when there's a new series, yeah. I'm I'm just like I don't even care if it's good or not. I just like the yeah, fact that we're getting new episodes of Doctor Who. It's it's great. Are you excited for for series thirteen? What what are your thoughts of series thirteen coming up? because yeah, I, as it as it stands, it might be out. out. It might be out by the time this comes out. We haven't got a clue because we have no idea when it's coming. <laughs> <gone insane>. Yes, <Yeah.
1: laughs> yes. No, well, very good point. I have actually no idea. Um when it's going out actually i think it's fairly soon isn't it um, i think it's going to be very exciting because considering we we're coming out of covid i think we've it, it's it, the production's done very well to get anything shot really and, and mixing, mm. uh, on that scale yeah. um, so uh, that's very exciting uh, so i have to remind myself, so we've got six episodes and then a christmas special then
0: we've got we've got six episodes which is one story Over six episodes, so classic Who style. Yeah, interesting. It's quite exciting there. Like, I'm. I think it'll be six hour, fifty minute, hour long episodes. So be like a like a twelve parter essentially. In classic. Um, then we get a then we get a New Year's special, an Easter special, and then a big regeneration story
1: for the That's right. So that will be, I guess, at the end of twenty twenty. 2022 yes. isn't it so, yeah 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 into, i mean it's interesting but but then again it's really not that much different to matt smith because he recorded season seven is it? the one you were yeah. talking about earlier uh, Yeah, it, and yeah, they, yeah they split it into two halves but originally that he would have filmed that in 2000 and, um uh 11 or 12 i guess yeah um, I think at the beginning of 2012 so he wasn't contracted again until the end of 2013 when they did not the end but mid 2013 mm-hmm. for the 50th which is why he's was out of contract because he'd actually finished kind of playing mm-hmm. the doctor really it's kind of contract wise yeah. uh, and they had brought back to do two more episodes but viewing wise because they they strung out season seven I can see the seasons series seven um for that length of time, it kind of looks like. So I think that's what's happening now because you're, you're running up to the 60th. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: if it wasn't for the 60th, I think that this would she probably would have regenerated at the end of these episodes and then probably, just you know yeah. come back next year with a new doctor. But because because you're trying to get, to, I think it's I think it's probably better to launch in. If, if they are going to do this um, in 2023, isn't that crazy to do the 60th? It feels like five minutes That's the 50th. I know, uh, yeah. For, for me, for, not for you, I don't think, but for, for, for me, it's like, well, that just happened.
0: Yeah, um, it's, it's strange for me as well. It's, it does feel like it was like 10 minutes ago that, that we were going to... It literally was. It's such
1: a, such a big thing. So I don't know if they'll make such a big thing out the 60th. I don't know. Um, they didn't so much for mm. Coronation st- that was because of COVID, I guess. But um yeah. it's they. It's it, some uh, some anniversaries are going to be bigger than others, I think. But yeah. um, well, it, look, it
0: looks so, like they're sort of they're plumbing for the the hundredth BBC anniversary instead, yeah. and sort of yeah. So maybe we'll get the celebrations a year early, which is never a bad thing, really, is it? Never so, a bad thing.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm interested I'm, to see what happens next. I'm excited. I and I and also controversially, I don't mind. The timeless child, children, child thing. I don't, I don't mind that too much. No, me
0: neither. No, um,
1: I am, I'm, I'm sort of here for it because I don't mind. That's fine. Uh, I, the show's changed before. I mean, I was watched the wonderful Dalek sixty-three eighty-eight video about the Doctor is kind of human up until the end of sixty-nine. Anyway, really, he's kind of exactly. written like he's a human from the future. He's not written as a as an alien very much, sometimes they refer to him, but they kind of yeah. still under the illusion that it's the Peter Cushing kind of character, really. Yeah. Um. Uh, which is why the Peter, which is why the movies are that, because that's kind of what people presumed Um. the, the TV version was, it was just in retrospect, it looks weird. Um, having said that, I think I would only have done the Timeless Child storyline if the show was ending forever. Right. Okay. that was the, if that was the final okay. ever 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 story and you were finishing it I would have done it then I would have done it as you know the episode of chosen for Buffy when you know Sunnydale sinks into the into the earth that I would have done that as the that's the end um because right. it's more of a grand deal and you can you know it's kind of explains lots of things and opens questions up but it's also it's a bit hard to come back from that
0: mm. yeah I think if it's true, if it's yeah. true. yeah, that's the thing we don't, we don't know yet. It's not finished. No. We, it's literally only just started. To be honest, um, like we, we've we're like one episode out of it technically. So it's it's like we're we're still sort of in the middle of that whole thing. I also just think a lot of Doctor mm. Who fans forget that uh, how often we just ignore things that we decide that we don't like oh. as a collective. Like, yeah. we forget that 20 years ago the Doctor was was half-human and we've, yeah. we just decided to collectively ignore that. And we decided to collectively yeah. ignore quite a few things. And if it don't work, we'll just ignore it. <laughs> I think exactly. that's, what, that's what a lot well, of people things do. Well,
1: especially things like, like, like with, with, the, with the War Doctor or the uh, Valyard, these uh, things that were made up for either for a shock value or for a production problem. Um, mm. Which don't really work in the bigger things. Uh, in the big, it's kind of messy. But I think the war doctor actually creates more havoc than anything else because that's kind of led to this point. I think really, because uh, yeah. you can't, you start messing up with with the chronological order of the doctors. Then yeah. it's are like, oh, hold on, what the earth? I mean, it's it's a cute idea in in to solve a production problem. Not so cute going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you cope with that, it's fine. With it's that's it, 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 the same problem really. So. Um, but we will yeah. see. I, I, I can understand where people are annoyed about it, but I think that's fine. It's just, you know, he's not called the Doctor then. He was called something else. It just, yeah. you know, becomes...
0: Agreed. Yeah, becomes I completely like agree. Um, we've got one last question, which hmm. is a, a fun little one from Steve Carruthers at Wigan ah. On Steve. Yes. I see. Think- Steve has asked, pick any Doctor, any Companion, and any story what would be your favorite combination so he's yeah he's he's given his which would be the third doctor and donna in pyramids of mars which uh, that
1: that would be, (laughs) be
0: so good that would be really good
1: oh i probably would have gone for donna as well um you can still oh, go for Donna. I can still go for Donna. Yeah, I I'll would love to it. See, yeah. yeah uh, I'm, I'm just thinking of a story. So it would, it would have to be, I would go for Tom Baker and Donna, because mm-hmm. I think that would be, oh my oh. word, that would be a, a, you know, gosh, a, a huge thing. Uh, and what story, though? I would like to see them do Keys of Marinus.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. I, I know, love Keys really of Marinus. I love the.
1: I love a, um, I love, uh, hence, the, uh, you know, Keys of, I love the Keys Time season, but uh, I love mm. that quest kind of, I love a quest story. Yeah. I, they, need to do, they need to do more quests. I'm hoping. Well, I've, uh, I've got a feeling the,
0: Series 13 might be that kind of Well, it of might well thing. be. Yeah, yeah I've got a, a sneaky feeling that's what that's what we're getting.
1: I love a quest. I think it works really well in any sort of fantasy. So, Tom yeah. Baker and on do the keys. To- yeah. And actually, I don't even see that. They have the new box set up there for the reaction figures. Oh, I think lovely. from Steve, actually. So I actually, he got them for me. So thanks,
0: Steve. Oh, really? No, thank you, Steve. Thank you. Um, I feel like I should pick one. Um, I'm just going to say three random ones. The Fifth Doctor. Oh, yes. Uh, the Fifth Doctor, Nardole, and... <laughs> Stick them uh, in mm, Genesis, <laughs> which would be utterly uh, dreadful. That would that would be awful. Imagine, I, mean, I think Nardal would really get
1: ca- yeah, no, kind of see it. I can kind of I'm not sure about Nodal, but um, but yeah. I can see, you know, Fifth Doctor Cave Zandrazini version yeah. of Fifth Doctor doing Genesis quite well.
0: Yeah. Or actually, Definitely. I'm gonna. I, I mean, I love the fifth you, Doctor.
1: That was that was like a, you know, yeah. It's a hard act to follow, Tom Baker.
0: Yeah, you could get the you could get the fifth Doctor and Chameleon in Doomsday, <laughs> and you could try and play all of the really emotional, romantic scenes. Oh my
1: god! The, during the beach scene, I'm still not over that. I'm still not yeah. over that. I'm still recovering. Oh, like, me it's mean, like fifteen yeah. years. <laughs> yes,
0: it was the first time I ever I ever knew heartbreak easily. Easily. I, uh, oh, my, childish, really, my childish brain really didn't know how to cope well with that. Um, well, that, oh. was, that was bloody Twitter. Um, thank you all for your questions. I'm sorry <laughs> if we didn't get round to, to, to all of yours. Um, but please ask again. We've got many more fantastic guests coming. Um, but we're, we're winding down now. We're coming near to the end of the show. Um, we've got a little whistle-stop tour first, though, because we have to go to a wonderful place. In It's somewhere in in my house. I haven't found it yet, but it is right, this, okay. this magical place where legends live. Oh. I don't know. I, just, I never know where I'm going with this. Um, and it's called The Corridor of Fame. Oh. Have you ever been limited?
1: One day, yeah. I shall come back. Yes, I shall come
0: back. Our lives are different. Anybody knows this.
1: That's the exciting yeah. mm. Sarah Sergey? Do I have the right? To people, small, beautiful events is what life is all about. Yes, in the nursery, compared to us. Ten million years in absolute power. That's what it takes to be really important. Every great decision plays ripples. Like a huge boulder dropped in a lake. But it was
2: a childish dream that made you a dog. No more. No more just the force. I'm not just the time. I'm the last of the time.
1: The justice appears, doesn't it? everything.
0: Right, sorry, my my laptop's just gone on low battery, so I've just got to wait two seconds.
1: Oh, oh, it seems, it seems it's still working here. Yeah, I think it's just it's literally just about to die. Oh, battery-wise, I should. Yeah, battery. Yeah, must be two seconds. I had, I had I did one podcast where we were kind of recording it as well, so but we were recording it individually, like um. Tracks, so um, wasn't picture. So yeah, yeah. At, my headphones went halfway through that, which was like, of course, carnage. So we had. To, oh like, god,
0: yeah, uh, I've had I've had some absolute nightmares on this podcast.
1: <laughs> it was like, worth it it, We 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 put it. They put it all together, like the the, the three audios. We had to mm. what you know, uh, we transferred them all in, and it they lined it, it sound like we we're in a radio studio all together. It was like, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, it was clever. Yeah, no, I've I've had a few. I've I've had a few um like an hour into recording and I found out that it stopped recording like two minutes in and we've had to start all over again, which is quite awkward. Like this is hard repeating the same conversation. Oh gosh. I did
1: I tell a lie, I did actually do a YouTube show right in the the first pandemic about Mamma Mia and interviewed some friends from different versions of Mamma Mia and I did it by Uh, and then it's the first time I've ever done anything as Martin rather than Bunny Galore, actually. Mainly because mm. I thought it, was, it It did go to a second episode, because like, I think we realised quite quickly that theatre wasn't going to be coming back anytime soon. It was just going to be, it was a bit depressing. It was be like, oh gosh, but it like, doesn't mm. want to even. Um, it's like, no, you know, not the time to talk about live theatre in May 2020. Yeah. You know, yeah. It took another. Oh, the long year to come back so yeah so never did episode two. <laughs> oh, well hopefully you'll bring it back that would be, yeah. be great
0: it would have been cute um,
1: you know it would probably it would yeah it would have been a cure I did um I did Lucy Bates instead I did a drag queen version of
0: yes I've seen I've like, seen seen some of Lucy Bates
1: yeah, yeah. really love it really really fun that um, was that was my lockdown show, making it trying to make it like multi-camera live TV, which is not easy to do. Yeah. Uh, but you know, great cast. Kitty Scott, claws uh, the blonde, uh, is uh, one is on track race season three. So that starts really that's exciting Thursday uh, night. Thursday night, night, so yeah, really exciting. Yeah. So very it's, yeah, very, very very
0: very. It's a it's exciting. a it's a world as a you know as a an an ignorant straight white man that has passed me by. But I want to I'm. Yeah. From what I've seen, I want to get in. I want, I want, to, I want to jump into Drag Race because it's, it's yeah, really yeah, intrigues watched,
1: me. Yeah, well, watch the UK one's probably not a bad yeah. one to do. To do actually, because I mean, America's amazing. Like I would say, start with season six, the Courtney Act year. I would start with. Mm. I mean, you might, you might have heard of Courtney, but um, yeah, I, I would go for season six if you're doing the American one. That's at the re- that's at the height of its powers. But the weird thing is, season four, five, and six really hit it out the park. And then yeah. it carried on it didn't stop you know most shows would would wing, but it, if, if anything it's become bigger and bigger and, yeah, bigger it's, and massive. Bigger.
0: it's massive it's massive yeah. and
1: it's just and we're only now seeing the effects of how successful season two of uk was because that happened during lockdown mm. early this year so we're getting this huge which i'm you know i love the new kids it's fantastic it's basically everything yeah. i've been trying to do for the last 20 years which is kind of gentrified drag Oh, yeah. uh, make it more mainstream, and it's actually happening. So I have no complaints.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Yeah, like I say, it's just sort of. I mean, I'm hardly the the target demographic for it usually, but I'm <laughs> but I want to jump in. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm in.
1: Yeah, but that's the joy of drag race. Really, yeah. is it's it's that's what's been happening though, Josh. Is people have been discovering it because really, yes, it's drag, but you're not. Mm. It's you're, and it is a, a it. I think they had one bi guy on season one of of UK, which I'm not sure who really that was, but um, but yes, it's a gay cast, but it's not. It's more about the human spirit and overcoming, yeah. and yeah. It, But it is sassy and funny, and it's it, it, and it's colorful, and that's it's kind of like so. And I think in the UK, because of pantomime and and, and dames and things, I think we're far more. It's like, yeah, and it's not, it's not such a, a shock. Uh, yeah. It's a bit more sexualized, I guess, in America than over here. I think it's, it's, but it is becoming a, it's becoming much more like the American style over here now. Mm. But, hey, watch season, uh, season one and season two of UK. It's, it's really funny. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. I think you'd, you'd appreciate it.
0: Yeah. It'll take me back to my star turn in school as, as Widow Twankey. Ah, um, I was the only funny, person yeah. who was willing to, to drag up. Yeah, well, no, it's, it that's terrible. the secret. It terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's terrible.
1: Um, but it—it's that—it's that power. I don't know how if you discovered this, but it, when you dress up as the, as a character like that, and it's so mm. it's obviously a different gender to what you are, it's 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 such a strong mask
2: yeah. that
1: you people start talking to you this is the secret i found decades ago people talk to you as as if you're a different person yeah and if you can then then hopefully if you are talented in some shape or form you you can then it exaggerates everything that you do i mean i could debate i could do everything i do as myself would it look as interesting no uh Mm. would people be as interested well yes probably but not quite in the same way because i don't know if you (laughs) can Amount of times I want to give it up and go, oh, this is too much now. But um, I, every time I see images or footage, I go, no, no, that's why, because it just looks so much more interesting.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: it's, but could I? Do I need it anymore? Probably. Much. I could probably just do it as myself, but it just looks so much more fun and visually exciting and colourful. So, yeah, why not? I think I'm stuck with her a few more years yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like a curse.
0: Yeah. Um. Right, yeah. I mean, if if you're happy to to carry yes. on, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll crack on. Yeah, it's just the corridor of fame, right? Okay. And then one last question, which stops sure. everyone, but I'll I'll save uh, that. Um, so, Bonnie, this is the corridor. Welcome. We have oh, some legends. Josh legends.
1: Some wonderful it, things. I know oh, it's wow.
0: beautiful. Yes. Thank you. I love that. I love that commitment. Um, yeah, we've got some legends in here. Definitely got some legends. We've got all of the doctors. Um, I stuck Cushing in and, uh-huh. and Martin and Hurt for good measure. They're in by default. I couldn't leave Peter out. I couldn't leave Peter yeah. Cushing out. Um, and then obviously a collection of wonderful people submitted by our wonderful guests. Fantastic. Which I would like you to add to. So who would you like to submit to the Corridor of
1: Fame? I love this question um, uh, because I, I think I've been submitted to a few corridors of fame myself over the years. Um, oh. I'm still outside. I think I'm still in the um, allotment outside, but uh, but I have been. <laughs> um, so I thought this is a really interesting question and I love the choices that other people have done but i thought i'd add someone uh, on the production side uh, and someone that but someone that's just as interesting and eccentric and still going uh, i've seen interviews with her in the last year uh, so it's june hudson the uh, uh, the costume designer for seasons uh, 15 16 no 16 17 and 18 uh, so yes. she's uh, uh, so she did all of uh, Mary Tam's co- costumes uh, for Romana and Lala Ward's costumes. And more famously, she is responsible for the redesign of Tom Baker's iconic Doctor look into the Burgundy costume for season mm. 18. Wonderful. And I just kid. love her style. I love her. I love Keeper of Traken. It's very theatrical and it's very operatic. Yeah. I, that's the most beautiful costume design I think the show's ever seen. State of Decay with the, the vampires is incredible. Mm. Um, let alone all the great costumes they have for, for the companions. And it's obviously some, you know, budgetary difference, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 Horns of Nyman and Peep, um, Creature from the Pit and yeah. Nightmare of Eden, a little bit <laughs> sort of But like, uh, I think that she's my one of my favourite people that's been associated with the show and she gives a great interview. She's still fabulous. She's still rocking it. Um, I Googled, Googled her earlier and I hadn't realised she pops up in class, that um, not so great spin-off, but she, you know, I, I love her. I yeah. think it's just oh. a, such a iconic person to the classic series.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is, that's a really great pick. I love these picks. Um, yeah she yeah the the costume design yeah. like you said the, that the back end specifically 18 season 18 I think they really like she she knocks it out of the park because yes I, I'm trying to think now of like the costumes in in like Warriors Gate. Um, mm. all, I mean, I all am. Good. I
1: I don't know if there's other assistants or other people. In the yeah, yeah in the yeah. I don't. I've never looked that up. Actually. So there mm. might be people that are there as well with, with her. I, I'm just generalising. That was her. That was her period of yeah, work. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what exactly. I know she designed all the um, the Romana outfits, and the Particularly that Tom Baker. And even though yeah. it's such a strange thing to do to to read to change the Tom Baker costume. Uh, where it becomes more of a, a costume rather than a um, that, uh, than a clothes that he's wearing that just mm. happens to have a scarf with it, but I think it's just so beautifully done. It's so elegant. Yeah, that I, I, just, I, I
0: just, yeah, I love that costume. Um, mm. I have, I feel like I've said this on a podcast before, but um, the the Doctor always looks good in red. There is there is not oh. a bad red Doctor Who costume.
2: Oh, if, if it's
0: Burgundy, red. I mean, like you look at Capaldi,
1: he, God, he looks good in red. Um yes, his stuff but, was Capaldi's costume design was what I thought was absolutely exquisite for him. Yeah. I, I loved that his silhouette. I thought that was that was really lovely, what they did with him.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that 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 Tom costume is so, so lovely. That massive that massive scarf is yeah, just i, I think because so i think it
1: stretches as well because i think it starts yeah. at a certain length and by the time they finish filming it's like, <laughs> it's almost doubled because it, you can tell from it's kind of it should go from the floor up round the floor and back by, by the end of the, the season it's like going round for several yeah, times just,
0: yeah um yeah and all like you said all of the romana costumes romana what?
1: That incredible white mm-hmm. costume that Mary Town wears in, in Ryboss Operation um, yes. uh, is just starting the and the white, co- which I think they reuse on Blake Seven, I think. I think Servalan really? I, yeah. I, I I'm not sure which way round that is. I could have got it wrong that maybe it hmm. was designed for Servalan and then Mary Town wears but I'm pretty sure it's that way round that Mary Town wore it first and then Servalan wears it in season one of, of Blake Seven. I yeah. could be wrong. Um yeah. But it's so striking. I mean, it's, you know, only we would know that by watching it, obviously. But uh, yeah, and she did quite a lot of Blake Seven as well, I think. I think so. I could be wrong. But she did yeah. quite a Blake Well, and I think she, she gives a great interview. time you see her interviewed, she's like hilarious. She's just.
0: Yeah. Well, is because I, I don't know if I've because in terms of like. A lot like interviews with with people from from Classic Who. Again, it's sort of a a thing that's that's passed me by because I never had all of the DVDs and stuff. Like, oh, I never really? had all of the behind the scenes when I was younger. Yeah. So now with these things that oh the
1: the Blu-ray amazing
0: are they? It's so out, so disorientating. I
1: know my collection
0: uh, sets. I'm now getting. I,
1: to... I think mine's down here, just out of uh, camera. Uh, you probably can see them behind me, actually. I think. Yeah. Um, funny in mean that way. Um, yes. I I was just going to get the Tom Baker ones, and then I. Completely. So I got season twelve, and then mm. you know, hooked. Can't stop.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, like getting to delve into some of the behind the scenes stuff on there is really mm. cool. Um, and I've got I've got season eighteen, but I haven't watched. I guess. Yes, I, mean, I
1: guess. Yeah. I guess she's on there. Um. Funny if they, there was lockdown interview. I've seen interviews with her last year that they did during lockdown. Um, but like this on Zoom. Mm. So um, I know she's she's still very much going. Nice. Not, I don't work working anymore. She's obviously retired, but still, yeah. looking. she and she's just so elegant, and she's just yeah. so. That's what she wears. I. That's the that's the older person I would love to become. Just, Lovely. just. I, I won't do. I'll be the crazy old lady at a bus stop shouting at the pigeons. But, <laughs> um, but I wish. And when I say become, I mean Thursday. um I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wish I was that stylish, and that elegant.
0: Yeah. Well, June, you are in the corridor of fame. Oh, June has been lovely. I've run out of drink, but know, chin chin. It's, it, it's only water,
1: honestly. June. Yeah.
0: Well, now we come to the end of the show, which is always a sad time because I've really, really enjoyed this. It's been really, really fun. Um, but I have one last question before we go that I asked to all of my guests. And it's, it's it's a stumper. The amount of long pauses that I have to edit out from this, <laughs> this, this question, <laughs> while people think about it. Right. Is, I must have hours of footage of people just going. Um, hmm. um, so in a sentence, if possible, what does Doctor Who
1: mean to you? To me, Doctor Who has always been a magical part of my past and my present. It's been the escape, I think, as a child and still as an adult. It's uh, It brought me into the business because it taught me about special effects, it taught me about lighting and camera angles and makeup and costume and timing and writing and gave me that thirst to find out what, lies be behind the picture uh as well as entertaining me so it's it's doctor who will always be my hero it will always be part of my life and I will always love it
0: lovely beautiful beautifully answered beautifully <laughs> and not one second edited there Straight away straight off the bat Marcus, it is well, it It's but I,
1: not that it's a, I have been asked similar questions before, but it's ne- it's very hard to put it into it, it, into some sum, summarize it is yeah. uh, as a as, as a general thing. I mean, it is it's because I love the show, of course, but yeah. I think because I, I think because it's kind of come into my professional life now. It's kind of which and but it literally did start me off. Wanting to be part of the business because it—I yeah. think it inspires all. You know, whether you carry on into it is a different thing, but it inspires us all to want to write our own stories, to draw yeah. a canine in a, in your textbook or a TARDIS or a Dalek or whatever. We, we mm. all kind of become interested in it because I think because it, I'm not so sure about the new show, and you, you're a better person to answer that question than me. Um, but as far as the old show, because it was kind of theatrical looking mm. that's how tv was made then if you watch upstairs downstairs the original series you know you can see the wig lace and you can see you yeah know, like a two inch theatrical wig lace it's not invisible tv lace it's theater lace and it's on camera because they you know it's oh it doesn't matter the screen's this big people won't notice they do in 2021 um yeah. that's fine but so you kind of it's that joy of seeing how it's put together as well as as totally going along with it as well mm-hmm. so and that inspires us all whether you want to write your own big finished production or your own youtube yeah. show or uh, you want to dress up as the doctor of cosplay I do a lot of cosplay competitions and, and I host a lot of those events at conventions and mm-hmm. not so much for Doctor Who but more horror but um but I'm available uh mm-hmm. it's it funny enough I've never cosplayed as a character from Doctor Who but I think it's because yeah. this is kind of I, I'm I'm all stuck in this, I guess. So, but I, one <laughs> day I will. Do, I will do. I will do a. Um, I'll do a, a Suzanne Danielle as a Mavellin. Lovely. Destiny. Yes,
0: <laughs> I'd love to see that. I would love to see. I'd it.
1: Probably look a bit more like Bella Endberg cosplaying as yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but it's well.
0: Worth it. <laughs> as I said, you know, we've we've come to the end of the show and. It has been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. I've really, really enjoyed it. I just want to give you a moment. Plug away. Wherever you want to plug, plug away. Not that my daff little podcast can, can <laughs> boost the almighty Bunny Galore, but please, <laughs> please go ahead.
1: Curse. Um, so if <laughs> anyone would like to find me, you can find me on Twitter under Bunny Galore, uh, at Bunny Galore, uh, on Instagram as at the real Bunny Galore. Uh, and uh, the website's called Bunny Galore as well. So you, can, you usually can Google me. I have a YouTube show called Loosely Baked, which was my, my lockdown show from last year. And I have various, I'm appearing live at various brunches, uh, at an Oktoberfest in New York, I think, coming up. And I'm hosting some screenings and movies, I think, coming up. We've just done the first one, which is Mrs Doubtfire, a couple of days ago, which is a bit more on brand. I will be back at HorrorCon next May. I think it's been delayed, unfortunately, a few times. So Mm -hmm. I'll be back at HorrorCon and other conventions soon. So, yeah, but come and say hi. And uh, and if you see me in person, come say hi, too. Lovely. And um, a couple of admin things
0: from me. Um, We... This is going to be an ongoing saga. I'm recording these well in advance. I should have a website by now. I'm useless. I'm trying to make a website. It was meant to be open for, well, for the, the day episode one came yeah. out, which is today as we're recording. Um, uh, there might be a website. There might not. Look in the description or check on Twitter. I'm sorry that I can't do better than that. Um Also, little admin thing, just I'm trying to time it in my head as to when this will come out. Probably mid to late October but in a couple of weeks probably I'll be at the galaxy 4 screening in uh, the BFI in South Bank oh so please if you see me come and say hi feel free I I you know I'm just a normal nerd so yeah just please come and say hi I want to meet people there it's it's quite exciting it's the first sort of thing like that, that I've I've been to um so yeah and other than that you've been listening to to who knew a doctor who podcast you can find the podcast on twitter at who knew podcast you can find us on instagram at who knew dw pod and you can send us an email if you wish at who knew dw pod at gmail.com i've not done that for a while and i can't remember it that's the email i'm i'm sure i'm certain um and you can find me on Twitter at Josh Ryan Carr. And the podcast is wherever you get your podcasts and with video versions on YouTube as well. Um, so, Bunny, thank you once again. You've been absolutely wonderful.
1: Oh, uh, thanks, Josh. I had the best time talking about my favourite subject. Uh, gosh knows, we've been on so many tangents, but that's just that's just how my mind works, yes, unfortunately. I love it. Especially I when love it comes it. to Doctor Who. So I've had a great time. Thank you for having me, Josh thank you and thank you
0: all for listening have a good morning evening whatever it is you could be listening to this at any time but yes thank you thanks for listening to who knew a doctor who podcast you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts and now on youtube please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you can as it really helps us out. And a massive thanks to the Sononauts for lending their cover of the Doctor Who theme to be the theme for the podcast.